Oh, you were quick today. Aaliyah was just like so low energy and now she's just beat me to that so quick. That's the only thing that I have energy for was just that. Oh, so should we just cancel the episode then? No more no, energy? No, we shouldn't okay. cancel it. I'm just low on energy because Hello. of work. Yeah, that's fair enough. Hi, everyone. Um, so I guess this is a good time to introduce. Well, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. How's it going? Yeah. How are how's you it doing? Going? How are you feeling? Tell me about your weekend. Um, work. You worked on the weekend? I worked on Saturday. Did you? But normally the set. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Jessica, that literally Sorry. was this weekend. I forgot. So Ray. I, yeah, I forgot. Um, yeah, Ali and I, it was sad because, so, okay, if you guys don't know, <laughs> at Target, we, it's like quarterly almost. Yeah. Um, quarterly, we have like a collection come in from like another brand. Yeah. They um, do brand partnerships now about every three to four months. Yeah. And so when that happens, you have to like make a whole setup at the front of the store. It's normally what you see when you first walk in. Mm-hmm. And it's like their collection. They normally like discount it a good bit and yes. like just bring out like their best pieces basically. And it's to just drive foot traffic into the store, um, to broaden our guests' um, experience and to bring new guests inside of the store that would normally come inside of Target, um, just depending on whatever the brand partnership is yeah. that we launch. Like we did uh, Levi's about a year ago. Mm-hmm. That was probably like the best in terms of like what there was there. Like right. there was a lot of like and now like we have clothes and then home stuff. And now really we have good. Levi's like in store. It's still technically an LTO, technically. Um, still limited time because not yeah. all of the Levi's stuff is going on sale, but they just end up sending new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did the Legos. Um, we did the four different designer collection last mm-hmm. year. That was we did awesome, the, yeah. We did the 25-year anniversary collection from mm-hmm. whenever we first started doing partnership deals where we had, like, Lily Pulitzer, Hunter, um, all of them, Massimo, mm-hmm. um, all of the brands that we had, like, way, way, way back in the day when Target, like, first opened and throughout Target's whole... Journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they just brought all those back. So it's really fun whenever Target does that because it just... Well, it's fun for me, I guess, because it's kind of sort of my job. But it just keeps it exciting. It keeps the floor pads exciting and inviting. I like it a lot. It's fun as well. Like, I think, especially if you look at something. Well, like, I didn't know about. So the current brand that we just set on Saturday at two different Targets. So I'm still at the Target that Aaliyah and I met at. um, And Aaliyah got her promotion as a visual merchandiser at a different Target, still Mm -hmm. in Columbia, but just, like, 30 minutes away. So we were both doing the set because I just helped out RVM, Mm -hmm. visual merchandiser, uh, me and my friend Erica, Helped out do ours. Aaliyah was doing hers both mm-hmm. at the brisk hour of 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I need to stop. Actually, technically I didn't say I wanted to, but <laughs> I was yeah, you were just volunteered. Yeah, you're volunteered as tribute for sure. Yeah, but it, I mean it was okay. Like it's definitely a fun experience to go in and see like if you saw the reel on Instagram to see like nothing and then you walk in and then you basically. Oh, good morning. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Lord have mercy on I think what Jess was trying to say, you leave one day and it's it looks old and then you walk in and it's like a brand new world at the front of the store. So that makes LTO launches really fun. It is really fun. I enjoy doing it. So if you haven't um, heard about this, I think definitely like follow like Target on Instagram or something if you're like a big Target shopper because they always kind of like give you previews to the launch and you can order online the day it launches and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. really, it's really, really fun um, and it's a cool experience to be a part of. So... Yeah, that's what we did this weekend. I got back. I did not go to sleep. I didn't either. I never do. Yeah. Well, last time well, we did, I did the Lego set. I did take I a power surely, nap. Yeah. 
I took a power yeah. nap, though. We stayed up. I got back to my house, and I had a mimosa, because I deserve it. On Saturday? Yeah, and then we just kept drinking, and then I went to bed at roughly, <laughs> I went to bed at roughly 8 p.m. And then we had that meeting um, via phone call on Saturday, too. Ooh, Saturday yeah. was a long day. Saturday was a very long day, but an exciting day. Yeah. So that's a good segue, because we did have a phone call um, on Saturday about some stuff that's coming at the end of, or beginning of May. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have some fun stuff that's coming probably also to the middle of May once everything gets finalized and mm-hmm. we can get that taken care of definitely before June or by yes. June so we have like a lot of things kind of like basically Ali and I are kind of in the mindset where like we love what we do so much and we kind of want to make sure that we're doing it the best that we can so we have some new ideas and then also we want to bring people on like when we had Halai that was a fucking incredible episode that was a I great episode s- still thinking about it so if, if you, you haven't, haven't listened, listened to it yeah, yeah go do Thanks. that <laughs> No problem. So what we wanted to start doing back when we had our meeting, oh God, when was that? Probably beginning of March? Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to kind of use our months as like topics, umbrellas. Mm -hmm. So like April to May, like whatever month, like we'll have like a word, a concept, something, and then break down that word, topic, whatever, into four different episodes for that whole month. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we can have a guest on, probably not every month, but as many as we can. Um, have at least one Try to on. at least once a month. Yeah, have someone who can share their expertise and kind of like their experience with stuff. Because um, I enjoy having guests on, but I know that, like you guys also like to hear just from us and then also have guests. So it's like finding that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so April is the month of relationships. Yay. Love. Love. <laughs> Which is good, you know, spring, yeah. rebirth, yeah. awakening realization april showers bring may flowers you know what i mean yeah my birthday is in like four weeks that's great we haven't doesn't feel discuss like what we're doing i don't even know what i'm doing we'll, i have no we'll discuss whatever. if you guys know what topic. um Aaliyah should send us ideas what Aaliyah should do for her birthday yeah if not i'll just literally sleep she's turning 16 it's a really big deal <laughs> 16 um but yeah no we have some exciting things coming a little hint potentially you might be able to wear one of the exciting things that's coming mm-hmm. um but yeah so because we're doing relationships in the month of april i guess this is kind of backwards because we're starting with breakups but like you know brace yourself <laughs> it'll be fine we'll get more uplifting here on out <laughs> yeah start with the hard stuff we don't want to end the month off bad we'll yeah. just start it off kind of low yeah okay and then build you know what though it's like what came first the chicken or the egg because you kind of have I to have a breakup love. before love you know what so well, like the not... egg come first well i don't know i think someone said the chicken came first because of evolution but then if you think about it they still had to be come they out said of the egg. something yeah i don't know you know i don't know what came first Please. um but yeah you know without a breakup you know, we all need them. Yeah, I feel like everyone, not everyone should experience them because some people, you know, date their high school sweethearts and then they're together forever and they get married and have children. However, there are obviously some learning experiences there. But if you don't end up going through breakups, then, you know, good for you. But if you do, I feel like more than more than a lot. I would say like 90% of people at least have experienced some sort of breakup. Yeah. Even if it is the person that you're still with, you still experience heartbreak to some degree, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, For sure. And I think also like um, what kind of made me start thinking about this, because this is definitely something that I've had on my mind for a topic idea for a while. And it just kind of worked out when we said, let's do relationships for April, because I feel like whether you're the one like going through it or you're a friend to someone who's going through it, like there's definitely some perspective to be had. 
um, and just kind of like some encouragement to be had. I mm-hmm. think no matter what side of it you're on, um, and whether you were dumped or you were the one to break up with someone, I think that you know differentiates a lot. Like breakups are a really messy thing, and I think mm-hmm. we don't talk about them enough in the right way in the right context yeah I think it's like oh they broke up or like and now you get up and you move on and like boohoo like whatever but they it really is like a it's a big deal and it hurts it hurts like fucking hell so I think people should do more justice to how hard that actually is yeah and how long of a process that takes depending on who you are like depending on the nature of it like it isn't there is no like definitive timeline and that's definitely not what we're doing today like it's not like we're gonna be like how to by week two, you should be here. Yeah, like, it's no, really not like Because everyone's that. different. Yeah, and I think also, like, depending on the nature of your relationship, it changes, like, the healing process. Um, but I thought it would be interesting to just kind of walk through some stuff, share some... Um, personal interest- testimony. Yeah, personal testimony, some interesting facts. And hopefully this helps you. Or someone you know. Or maybe if, Both. you know, you go through it and then you can look back on this episode and be like, God, thank God I listened to that because now here I am. Heartbroken. Not speaking that into existence. Yeah. Oh. I'm just saying, you know, if it were to happen. Hypothetically, you would Hypothetically. be prepared with this episode. So save it. Yeah. <laughs> save the episode. Don't save your tears. Don't save your tears. Let them out. Anyway. So I think the best way to do this... <laughs> I think the best way to do this is like, let's do like, let's start in the beginning. Like, let's say yesterday you got broken up with and we wake up today. Like, let's, let's go through the process as it would happen if you were in it. You know, like, let's talk through it in stages. Mm -hmm. So, and I also want to say this as well, because I hear this a lot and I think it's really a, not a valid argument. I think when people like negate younger relationships, like your age oh like th- oh you're just young. yeah because because to anyone you're going to be young to someone else you know what I mean like For sure to at any point like someone's been together longer someone's had more of a connection someone's older like someone has kids involved like whatever it is like there is someone that can look at your relationship be like oh you know <laughs> and I think what's wrong with that is like yes to a degree you can look back and be like god there was so much I didn't know at that time like obviously I look back on my like high school relationship or um the next one or whatever and you can kind of look back and be like god like the things I didn't know but to Mm -hmm. say like it's not real or the things that I ignored yeah but I don't think you can negate the feelings involved I don't think you can negate like the struggle that it that you went through because to you that was all you knew to be heartbreak Yeah, yeah like that was real like that was exactly what you were feeling at the time like even from a developmental standpoint I mean wherever you are in that moment like that's where your brain is as well like you can't expect to not feel the breakup because you're only 20 or however old you are or 15 yeah or like they're all real because that's what you know love to be at that time I mean that's mm-hmm. not to say that like your relationship when you're 16 is going to equate to the relationship you have at 25 but when you were 16 you couldn't be also 25 yeah whenever you're 16 that relationship was very real you were very in love you were very much like I'm gonna be with you forever yeah but you know things yeah. change shit happens you can't see into um, the future at 16. And coping with it sucks. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to kind of, like, accept that as it is, like, what it was at the time. And obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, and you can look back and see everything and why you're like, God, I was such a fucking idiot. But when you were there... What went wrong? You can't see yourself <laughs> in the future. You can only see yourself from the past. So I think that's, like, a little disclaimer. I never want anyone to listen to this and feel like they can't, like, 
empathize or take stuff from it because of their age um, or how long you've been together. I mean, definitely time plays a factor, but it's not the only factor. So, yeah. So let's say you got broken up with yesterday. Mm -hmm. What do we do? What do we actually do? What do I do? What does anyone do? I feel like what anyone should do um, is probably confide in someone and talk to someone. Um, sort of immediately. Now, it doesn't have to be immediate because some people need to feel their feels for a day or two. I know that sometimes that is me, but most of the time I'll reach out to friends. Like, whenever I had, like, my last pretty significant breakup, which was... Almost over a year ago now, right? Longer than that. I don't think you know the person that I'm talking... You don't know the person that I'm talking about. Oh, I was thinking of the other. No. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Um, like super, super significant that actually felt like heartbreak kind of mm. sort of for oh, the okay, first okay, time okay, for okay. me. Um, I reached out to my friend group and kind of vented about it. This is never, we were all still in school. Um, and so they were all very easily accessible, um, and kind of just sat. I can't remember if we were just like in a car after chapter or if we were like in Taylor's dorm, just like venting. And I know for a fact, Taylor and Kendra and Leah and Michaela, if they're listening, they know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, But I had to, one, feel my feels for at least like a day or two. And then after I was feeling my feels and I was just kind of like, oh, like, oh my God, I'm like just so sad and I don't know what to do with myself. Like after all of that went away, which took me about a day or two, I was able to like talk about it and get my feelings out about it. Um, And I was able to get their feedback and kind of them tell me what I didn't see or what I didn't notice because I think that's another thing like whenever you're dealing with breakups like you might not see it coming and like I said earlier you might not see like all of the things that are going wrong but if you have like really really good friends and a really good friend group or support group or siblings or best friends or parents even it could literally a teacher guidance counselor therapist anybody a pediatrician i don't give a fuck like literally anyone who will listen you should absolutely talk through your emotions because i feel like it's easier to handle your emotions whenever you can voice them um and you know what they are and you're aware of them and you're conscious of them and you're not like trying not hide them but just kind of out of sight out of mind act like they don't exist because that makes the breakup process a lot more difficult and a lot longer Mm -hmm. um, if you don't take those first steps. So yes, you are totally allowed to sulk. You cannot sulk for too long. Do not sulk for more than a week because if you do, you're just going to, it's it's just going to be like this prolonged process. Um, And this is going to sound really harsh, but honestly, just sulk, feel how you're feeling, get that out of the way and then begin your healing process. Um, and start talking to people, talk to yourself, because, you know, talking to yourself is healthy and you should be able to do those things. Um, and then I feel like your whole journey with healing from a breakup can begin after that. Definitely. And I, I also think like when we say like sulk or wallow or like misery and you kind of equate that to <laughs> miserable, like, literally, and you equate that to just like sitting in your room and eating ice cream. Now, sadness, watching not, rom-coms. Yeah. I'm not saying that you can't have a gallon of ice cream in your room for a night. I'm not saying that. What don't I'm be saying is, yeah, don't do that. What I'm saying is I think that it's important that you remove yourself from environments that remind you of that person, especially in that first little bit. Um, Because I think, and I was telling Aaliyah this in the car, I was um, listening to this clinical psychologist talk about 
breakups. And he said, you know, like, don't wallow, like don't spend too much time doing that because it's not conducive to anything. You need to process your feelings. You need to understand what it is that you're feeling, but that doesn't mean that you're doing that from your bed. Like if you need to spend time alone processing your emotions, you, you need to, but maybe take yourself to a park, take yourself on a hike, take yourself yourself to your front porch, go outside, sit on the grass, feel the dirt, feel the grass, feel the outside, feel the wind on your face. Get outside. Get outside. And this goes back (laughs) to what Halai was talking about, which is like a meditative practice, which is ultimately what like you're needing at that time is like to understand what it is that you're feeling and to let that out. You can't do that from your bed. Unfortunately, I'm not not properly. No, not properly. Because really all you're doing like, and this is harsh, but all you're doing from your bed is just allowing yourself to be in self-pity. Be sad for too long. And it makes it very hard to get up once you've spent too long like in bed. It makes it too hard to eat when you've spent too much time in bed. It makes it too hard to bathe when you've spent too much time in bed. You have to be proactive um, with how you feel. And, and that doesn't mean you're not allowed to feel it. It just means go feel it and process and think and reflect in a different space. That's not the same space that one, the person was in with you or two, that the breakup happened in. Right. Or like, or the space that you have to go home to and like, think about it like this. You're going to be sad, right? Yeah. You're going to be sad. The world's going to suck for a little bit. But if you take yourself on a walk, let's say, and you get out a lot of that energy, like whether you listen to like angry ass music or whatever you're doing, or you're in a hammock, like writing down all the things that you're feeling, like when you are putting yourself in a situation where you can release some of that emotion, you are coming home to a space that now feels lighter. Whereas if you're sitting in your bed, crying, screaming, throwing up, you have to wake up still in that space. Like there's nowhere for it to go. And it's kind of sort of like a flashback kind of thing. And you, and then the, and then the sulking and the wallowing continues. Yeah. There's nowhere for it to go. If you go to sleep in the same place that you were and you're sad, you're going to wake up sad, sad as fuck, probably sadder than you were Mm -hmm. the day before. Definitely. So you have to get up and you have to get out of whatever the space that you're in. Even if like your bedroom or your home isn't like the place that makes you feel sad about your breakup, if you're just like outside, like in the air and in nature, for me personally, that's what I like to do. Um, Then that makes me feel better. Or even if that means going to your parents' house, like if you don't live at home, like go take a week and stay at your parents' house Mm -hmm. if that's a safe place for you. Um, But I mean, you have to think about it kind of like a vacuum seal, right? Like if you're like containing all of your energy in one bedroom and one space um it doesn't have anywhere to go it can't move and whether or not you're spiritual doesn't this is not like a spiritual concept like this is the way that the world works like if you keep all of that shit in one area it can't flow through it can't move it's staying in that room in that space continuing to circulate continuing to wake up with you in the morning continuing to go to bed with you at night you have to put it somewhere else and with you saying that, like, if you're keeping, like, all of your emotions and all of this in one, like, space, it's not spiritual, like Jessica said. However, whenever you're surrounded by things that you were around while you were sad, and if you still hold on to those things, especially if they hold significance to your ex or whoever you were talking to and that is over, that will also make you sad. So one thing that I like to do personally is, like, declutter. After a breakup, that's what I did after my very first significant breakup. I decluttered. I changed my entire bedroom. Um, I got 
new things to go into my bedroom. I got a new bedspread, new pillows, new bathroom stuff, new face wash, new body scrub, like just new stuff to make me feel better, to make me feel rejuvenated, to make me feel refreshed. So whenever I wake up in the morning, it's kind of sort of like a new space. And that's just kind of where my head goes immediately is whenever something happens to me, like people are just like, oh, whenever a girl cuts her fucking hair, changes her hair, she's making boss bitch moves. Whenever I change my room or change anything that um, has been the same for a long period of time, I see that as like a new chapter for me personally. No, I think that the room thing is a really good example. I have a friend who did that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like when you you have to be I heard the psychologist say this as well he said a breakup and heartbreak is not a journey but a fight because Mm -hmm. you can't be on autopilot you can't sit there and wait for the like the bad shit to pass like no like the decisions that you make the people you spend time with the mindset that you have the thoughts that you think that that is is what what gets gets you out of it like that is how you move on Mm -hmm. it Time heals for sure, but if you're not on the right side of time, you'll always live in the past. You have to be doing things to make time move faster and to make time feel like it's of the essence for you. Like, you have to be doing things. You Mm -hmm. can't just be like, time heals all. Yeah, babe, but if you're doing the exact same thing, you're honestly not helping yourself. Time stops. Time does stop, and it becomes very stagnant. And I feel like I've said it before, I hate feeling stagnant in life. It's probably my least favorite thing. Um, and so whenever you're feeling stagnant and it might be hard to do stuff, but you still have to do it. Yeah. You still have to do it. I also think this is like a tangible, um, and I know some people are not going to like that I say this, but I really believe in it. It's the healthiest thing to do. You need to go through every single social media that you have them on, go through Instagram, go through Snapchat. Take them off. Gone. Done. Over. Whether it's an, an unfollow or a block. I think block, and then I think here's what you do. As long as you don't end off on terrible terms, I think what you can do is send a text and say, hey, I don't want you to think that this is because I hate you. I don't want you to think that I have any bad blood, but I'm about to block you. It's for me. It has nothing to do, do, but like if you want to, like if you don't want to end off on bad terms, because that can send a very bad message. So I think if you do want to, if you didn't end off on a terms where you feel like the block is necessarily like warranted, the the block button is a very healthy thing, okay? Like, get them out. Get them away because nothing is to be found, good to be found on social media at all. At all, at all, at all. Like, nothing, you're not going to look at any social media and feel better. Like, don't do it to yourself. Don't have them on your Snapchat story. Don't have them on your, your Instagram. Twitter. Don't have them on your Twitter. Don't your have Facebook. them in your, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, like, get any them out. If you're in a fucking group me together, leave the group me. Like, whatever it is, like, get out. Because the longer you stay connected in that way, you're always going to have that urge of like, wonder what they're posting, like wonder what yeah. they're doing, like, wonder who they're talking to. And that goes for their friends. Take the fucking friends off. Siblings, bye. Family, bye. Like they, <laughs> they all need to go. Because if you have his fucking best friend, you're going to be like, I'm going to go look on his best friend's page or I'm going to go look doing. on his sister's page or whatever. I feel that um, I have blocked um, my exes before, um, but most of the time just for me and how I process things and how... I know what the things that I know work for me. Um, I haven't had to block an ex since maybe my freshman year of college because I understood that uh, what is meant for me will be for me. Um, And if it is meant to happen, it's going to happen. And um, I honestly just, I think, and this is like bad, but also like kind of good. Um, But for the most part, kind of bad. I don't have an issue with like, detaching myself from people 
um, after breakup. So I, with some people, I honestly don't have any issue like breaking up with you and kind of sort of forgetting that you exist in a sense, which isn't like always healthy, but depending on the situation, um, it's completely necessary to the point where I don't even have to block you because you just don't exist anymore. Now, it's not that easy for everyone. I'm a different type of person. I've been through a lot of different things in my life that has led me to being able to do that. But like Jessica said, if you find it hard and if you think you're going to want to text them or want to call them or FaceTime them or check on their friend's page, their mom's Facebook page, their best friend's Snapchat, whatever, block them, block everybody so that way you don't have the urge to reach out or see anything on social media because that is very true. Nothing good comes from social media. Social media is a black hole. Social media is uh, toxic in a sense because it just gives you all these unrealistic quote-unquote values to have in life and quote-unquote values to have in a relationship which sometimes it's not even realistic even in the least mm -hmm. um so social media is not even something that you should be looking at whenever you're going through a breakup at all because i'll tell you something for free it's not going to help it's not going to help anything it's just going to help you feel worse um but if you want yourself to feel better um i think the best thing for you to do is block them if you need to or just complain completely detach yourself from that person and the things that remind you of that person indefinitely um so you can get over that yeah. and get past it get over that hump i think for me like looking back like and i think still to this day like i would use the block button and i think a lot of people you know your your heart's in it to the last to past the breakup you know like your heart's very much in it and it's like i was telling Aaliyah today like one thing i learned was that your heartbreak brain scans most resemble a heroin addict's brain scans which is now, nuts with now whenever me and jessica were in the car she told me this i was like that's a bit extreme but for some people that it's like a drug addiction or some type of addiction a fix like jessica was telling me on the phone um an itch that you have to scratch yeah um, and i think that's and it could be and it can be like that or it can be like mourning um i think just depending on who you are and the um intensity of their relationship as well i think um you know for the people that have their hearts so in it that because i've obviously been there like i think a lot of people have where you are out of that relationship and especially i think if it was like a blind side um oh yeah like if you didn't see it coming which i which like 90 percent of breakups are a bl blind side for one person and i think for that person it's like imagine like having that drug addiction and having it just ripped away you know and i think like it's not to say like you are a drug addict. It's just like that is the experience of withdrawals if you were to be addicted to drugs versus the experience of withdrawals that you would be in a heart heartbreak are not that different. I think is kind of like what the study is going to prove, um, which is like that feeling of like that fight or flight, right? Like I will say anything, I will do anything, I will be anyone, I will change anything about myself to get that person back. Which to you get should not do your drug, and I think that's the immediate like knee-jerk reaction but i think if you and that's where the block button comes into play right like take away that choice for yourself you know like and that is ultimately your highest choice which is willpower self-control you know i'm going to remove the ability to contact this person because i know that it's good for me and then i really do think that when time goes on and you get that clarity of what went on for however long you two were together you can be like holy shit this was not what i thought it was you know, because you're in that immediate knee-jerk phase where, like, everything is crashing down and you had this lifestyle, you had routines, you had patterns. You probably had, like, 
joint friend groups, you knew their family, they knew yours, like your life was intertwined and that gets ripped away. Mm -hmm. Don't hate yourself for feeling like shit and wanting to get that back no matter what you have to do. Like that's That's a normal, that's a normal reaction. I think it's just like once time goes on, you can look back and be like, holy shit, like what? That was not what I thought it was. And I think for, for you to do that, I think it's important as well. Like this was a, um, something I thought about and I wanted to make sure I said was like, especially when you're very early in post breakup, I think it's important to be very selective about not only who you tell, but also who you spend time with. Like mm-hmm. for example, I believe that for a lot of people, like if you have friends who are in relationships, um, I would not hang out with them for a while. You know, I think that that's, and I think you can tell them that, like, be transparent. Like, if that's going to trigger you, if that's going to make you see things a different way, I think spend time with people who feel comfortable. I think spend time with people who can be a comfort to you. And I don't think that sometimes, like, in that newly heartbreak phase, like, hanging out with, like, all of your couple friends is really a good idea. Especially if your couple friends are the ones that talk about their significant other all the time. Because that can uh, be hurtful to your healing process definitely I think you know be selective about that stuff like and then the other thing too is I think have a few different people that you're speaking to like spread the love like you need to process 100% and you need your support system for that but I do think it's important you have a few different people like that you can go to so it's not the same person every time and so it's Um, not a lot on one person because it is hard I think anyone listening to this has been on both sides of that like you're the friend that's dealing with some shit and you know you're dumping and but you need to get it out of your body mm-hmm. but like we were saying before and then you've also been that friend that's like receiving the dump and you're like holy shit like, my like le- this is a lot i have like i'm like i don't know how to be there i don't know how to like help help and that's a really hard like weight to put on somebody um that's your friend so i think that just be mindful of like who you're speaking to and how many people you're speaking to because you do need to get it off your chest no one's saying you don't but maybe have more than one person or maybe more than two people you should definitely have more than one person i think not too many people to where like your business all over the freaking place like yeah to where it's like business all over the place and um you're getting all kinds of different feedback and sometimes more some friends are just like fuck him Mm -hmm. go to hell and then other friends are just like oh my god like you should just try again. Like, ma- mm-hmm. like it's it's nice to have, like, those point of views, but also, like, remembering that you're your own person and you still have a brain and you can think for yourself. And just because that these people are telling you all of these different, like, viewpoints and stuff does not mean that that's something that you have to follow um, or something that you have to feel at that moment either. Yeah. Um, you should still take your time. Obviously, take their word for it because I would hope that they have your best interest at heart. Um so obviously take what they're saying into consideration because hopefully if you're telling this person how you're feeling, then they know you well enough to know ways to help you. Also know that things that they say are not the end all be all. You still are able to make your own decisions and choices yeah. and feel how you feel at the end of the day as well. Or even like take like a little bit of this person's advice, a little bit of, like it doesn't yeah. have to be like, I follow this person like God, but all it's just once. like a little bit of each, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as a friend of somebody who's going through it, because I've been there like recently um, for a couple people in my life, and I think that as a friend, it's very easy to sometimes see what the most obvious decision would be or to see like, because you want your friend to stop hurting. And sometimes it's really hard to console without controlling. 
mm-hmm. um, and kind of like guiding them the way that you think they need to go because you just want their hurt to stop. But I would, I need to caution myself on that. And I think thinking about this episode has kind of like helped me like do some internal thinking and realize like sometimes I do need to, which is crazy because it's so much of my personality, but I do need to be sometimes a little bit more like passive and let them make their decisions. Yeah, like be there, but like don't direct. Like give advice when I need advice, but try and just like allow them to make their own decisions and allow them their own journey. But I do believe in tough love and I do believe that sometimes your friends will need to hear that. Yeah. Because um, it's hard when you're in the middle of it. You can't you can't yeah. see from Adam Marie or whatever the fucking expression is. You can't find your way out of a cardboard box, yeah. you know, when you're in the thick of it. And somebody else can help kind of guide you or give you that kick up the ass. Yeah. But as a friend, like, let them make their own choices. Yeah. And um, the podcast that I like listening to, um, the girl that's on it, she is getting her doctorate in um, counseling. And so she would, she has a segment on the podcast called Crystal's Couch. And one of the listeners like wrote in and basically were talking about like their friend and like they're trying to do this and trying to do that. And Crystal was like, you cannot therapize your friends. Like it is very important to not therapize your friends. And I know like sometimes like even for me, like whenever my friends are going through, going through things, I have to think to myself like this isn't me, but also I don't want them to feel like I'm telling them what they need to do. Um, And so going into it and knowing that yes, you're giving them this advice, and no, they don't have to take your advice. Yeah. And not getting your feelings hurt whenever they're not taking your advice. Because like I said, it is their choice at the end of the day. Like they have to de- they have to deal with their decisions. You don't have to. Like you might have to deal with their emotions um, from the decisions that they make. But you ultimately do not have to deal with what they are going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like Jess said, just like compartmentalizing like different things whenever you're helping your friends whenever they're going through breakups or going through really hardships in their relationships, um, still being there, but being more hands off um, yeah. and not too far away from it. Cause you want to make sure that they're okay, but far away enough to where you're not like playing monkey in the middle with right. them and whoever they're with or friend groups or whatever. Cause that can get messy quickly. Yeah. You don't, you don't want your friends to make decisions based off of what you say. I think, you know, give them the guidance, but never, you know, direct, like don't, don't, put them in a blindfold and show them the way yeah. you know like let they have them, to figure it out and if that means making mistakes let them make the mistakes mm-hmm. like I think for me like it is so tricky because you just want it to stop and you can see so clearly and like what is going wrong mm-hmm. um and you just want it to be fixed but their decisions are, are their decisions and you have to be there to you know do, like be there like yeah. that's really what your role is is just to be there just to be there and then when the time like comes, a sounding that, board yeah you need to be a sounding board and when the time comes that someone needs to kick up the ass you'll know because yeah. you yourself will feel exhausted and I think that's when you know that they need to kick up the ass to be like listen because this is the part of what I was saying like it's a fight not a journey like you have to fight your way out of heartbreak like that there has to come a time where you pick yourself up and keep moving and not just get stuck in the same like washing machine cycle just going through it and through it and through it Um, when there's nothing left to be found in that space like let's go to a different space and discuss that like where are we at here you know like let's move in one direction let's keep going Um, but I did want to kind of like broach it so I feel like we've talked through maybe like that first month right like the no contact please god no contact at least give yourself some time it's not good like especially depending on like how the breakup went Mm -hmm. um and I know it's hard if you're blindsided because you're like what the fuck um and 
it is what it is, but you, you do need to give yourself again, depending on the nature of the breakup, some time to just like cut it, be with yourself and think about, is this what I want? Like if I did go back here, is this what I want? You know, give yourself that space. So that kind of leads us to this next point of like closure. Do we need it? How do we get it? Why do we need it? Yes, you need it. And if you think you don't, I think you don't. Oh, I think you do. All right, tell me why you think you do, and I'll say why I think Reasons you Reasons why I think you need closure. If you don't have closure, then there's always what-ifs. If you don't have closure, then that's whenever you have those urges to reach back out to people. Me, personally, um, with some relationships, the breakup is closure. But for other relationships, the breakup isn't always closure because something might be lingering. And whatever is lingering needs to not be lingering (laughs) because if you're trying to move on and if you still have these things that are still present, then you need to uh, talk through them. And it doesn't have to be with that person. You don't have to get closure from that person. You can get closure from talking through it with friends, a therapist, family, whoever your support system is. Closure can look like a lot of different things and closure doesn't have to be, oh, I need to talk to this person about um, how things left off. It can just be, I need to talk through what is still lingering for me. And that's why I think that you should, that okay. you need closure. I don't think you have to necessarily have closure, like with that person yeah, like, yeah, talking yeah. Okay. to them. Then we're agreeing. I don't think that's necessary. Yeah. Like you shouldn't have to have closure with them to yeah. feel like you're over it. Yeah. 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 That's you, what I was going to say. The lingering feelings is what I'm, was what I mean for by closure. No, no, yeah. I agree with you there. I think that to be honest, I, I don't care. I don't want to say I don't care. Regardless of the situation, why you broke up, why it ended, I believe so firmly. I believe. The only closure that you need is within you yep. and you alone. Yep. And your and emotions. I think a lot of times closure has to do with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I think that is closure, right? Like you say you need it because you need to talk to the other person. You have to know why. You have to know why. You have to know why. You don't because at the end of the day, like they left, they decided they didn't want to be there anymore. They decided no reason to dig and you don't need to know why that is the unglamorous side of most breakups is that someone fell out of love. Someone decided that isn't what they wanted anymore. Someone decided maybe like just too different. Yeah. You just wasn't working. You know, that's the very unglamorous side of breakups. Everyone wants to talk about the really sexy part of it. You know, like it's fiery and it's passionate, whatever the majority of the time it, it just is. It's simple. And for to go fishing for your why. That it can be so destructive. <laughs> well, I think a lot of times we're really misguided in that. I think the, the urge for closure is really the urge to reconnect and to fix it. I think a lot of times our subconscious tells us like, if we go and talk to this person and find out why they broke up with us. Then we can in have that this conversation, big Right. In that conversation, I can rectify everything they want to fix about me. And if they want to leave... Babe, please let them go. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with them for that. Like, mm-hmm. I think we have to stop villainizing our exes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. if something horrible happens, we're something not really, terrible happens. We're talking about the unglamorous breakups, right? right? Like, we just aren't. Right. We just weren't it yeah. for one another. We can't be so angry that we put up all these walls. You know, I'm, we're going to get to that because I have a lot of thoughts about that. But I think you have to understand that closure is not from them. It's not, you'll never walk away from that conversation going, Oh, thank God. You know? Yeah, especially if it's like an intense breakup or if it was a longer relationship. The closure that you need is with yourself. You don't need closure with that person. No. Especially not when you're vulnerable. Yeah. Because what they say, I think, is going to dictate your self-worth. Been there. You know? Like where you just can't (laughs) understand why things changed. Why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. Especially if it seems like a blind side. But 
the moral, the bottom line is it's only a blind side for one person. The other person has been preparing for this potentially for months. And I heard the psychologist I was listening to say like, you know, they might've postponed it because you had um, a vacation coming up. They might've postponed it because it was the holidays. They might've postponed it because you had something going on at work and they wanted to give you that space. Right. So by the time they leave, it may look like they're doing fine. They don't give a fuck, whatever. No, they've been preparing for potentially months for this moment. You found out yesterday. Right. So you can't compare your growth And I always think that that is so shitty because there are ways to talk to your significant other whenever you guys might be going through some things to where... So like if you were the person that was preparing for this breakup, A, that's kind of fucked um, because you you should try to talk to this person, especially if it's something that is rectifiable. That is it. If it's nothing that's like super super detrimental, like if it's a communication issue. But what if they just don't want to be together anymore? Oh, if they just don't want to be together. Then you don't and need then to be with me. But if there's an, postponing it, but out if of there's a, but if there's an issue like with say communication, if there is an issue with lifestyle, if there's an issue with financial means, like if it's. If it's something that I feel can be talked about, and if it's not anything that's crazy, yeah, you better damn then talk sure, about you it. should talk about it because that's communication and each relationship should have that. But if that person was just like, mm, I'm not really fucking with not you right. anymore, yeah. right, then don't like drag that person along because yeah. that is so, well, that is like really hurtful, especially yeah. if you know that that person is like in it and you're just like completely checked out. I have never been to that point where I've been so checked out of a relationship to where I'm just like, no. I'll just be with you for another year. I am not doing that. <laughs> well, I think a lot of times we do it out of compassion. I've I've never been. So in my first relationship, the person that I was with, um, I had told me in the process of the breakup that they had been thinking about it for a while or like they've kind of like been marina- marinating on it for a while. And at first I was really angry because I'm like, was it mean? a lie? Like, you know, what was a lie? What was truth? And that's really shitty to go through. But I know from watching friends like it's you're trying to do it out of compassion you're trying to wait until the right time unfortunately there is never never a right time so I think while it comes from a good intention it needs to just be done um but yeah when it comes to to closure I think even though you're blindsided it's important to remember like there's nothing that they will ever say that will make you feel better it'll just make you feel worse so forgive them for wronging you forgive them for leaving Forgive yourself for whatever it is because it happens. You pick yourself apart. If I was this, if I was that, if I was skinnier, and if I was taller. And you cannot do that. And you have to forgive yourself for thinking of yourself that way. Mm-hmm. Like closure is about Treat yourself nicely. You have yeah. to treat yourself nicely, especially during breakups because it's really easy to victimize. It's so easy to victimize to be like, oh, I should have been doing this or I should have been doing that. Or he did this to me. She did this to me. And I'm just here like I'm poor me, like whatever. Right. Don't do like don't relationships are two people you know like and that's two to tango dude and when it comes to the breakup itself i think and again we're not speaking about like crazy circumstances but just the the generic reasons that people you know end it's like the breakup itself was one person's decision for the most part however the relationship was two people yeah you know and i think it's gonna be very easy to look at every fight and look at every little moment of like discomfort or whatever and decisions that you made together that you maybe look back like well if we had done this then maybe the, and you will spiral into a very big hole so forgive yourself and forgive them and forgive the relationship and work from there and 
that's your closure. Yes. Closure will never come from somebody else because I really don't think there's anything they can tell you. No, there's not. Them, they've said everything they need to say by saying they don't want to be with you anymore. And if you continue to dig and dig and dig, one, if they're the type of person that would just wants to break up and be done with it and you're the type of person that's just like no 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 then you like seeking that closure from from them can be so hurtful to yourself because they might say some choice words that is not going to like sit right with you Mm -hmm. but sometimes people say a lot of nasty things just to get you out of their hair um, so yes. the closure that you need, like we have been saying, it's not from that person. That person's words is not the closure that you need. It no, will never yeah. be the closure that you need. The closure that you need comes from within. And I know that sounds super fucking corny, but it is it's true. It's so true, though. It is really true. Whenever yeah. you feel like you have healed within yourself and you have found that closure and you have talked to yourself and you have not course corrected, but just gotten back Taking on track. Lessons, yeah. Yes. With everything that has happened and you reflect on it, I feel like that can be closure in itself. Right. Um, I've done a lot of reflecting in my past relationships, especially my relationships in undergrad. Woo. I, I have done so much reflecting and I think that's why it's easier for me now to realize whenever I don't need to be somewhere mm-hmm. or whenever I feel like where I am is not beneficial for me. Um, it's not helping me in any way. Uh, because I was able to take those times of heartbreak. I had two really bad heartbreaks in undergrad, and I was able to take those heartbreaks and learn from them and grow from them. And the closure, first of all, I never got real closure from either of those two heartbreaks. One, um, it was just always like so tumultuous to where anytime we had a conversation, it was an argument, and it would just blow up because... At that point, that was my first heartbreak. And I was just like, I want to talk to you because I feel like I still have things that I need to say. And then I realized, like, I don't need to say it to you. Like, you don't deserve that my part. you don't deserve my words because you what just are you don't. What going to do with them? It, you're not going to do anything with them. Like, nothing of with purpose. And so that was one. And the second one... Um, I was just kind of ghosted twice Mm -hmm. um, and I was never going to get that closure. And I think that one really fucked me up because I, I I literally, it, it just happened like overnight and I'm not even, I'm just going to make this super quick. Like it was like December and then just things went wrong with her and like she did not get into this program that she really, really wanted to get into. And then it's almost like her world fell apart and nothing else mattered and she needed to let everything go. And that included me. And she just left. Like, there were no words said. Like, everything, like, the day before was perfectly fine. And that was one of the most blindsiding moments that I had ever been through. And I had to take that. And each month, I remember so vividly, from the month of December until the month of April, each month was, like, a different, like, breakup grieving process for me. Like, Mm -hmm. that first month, I was fucking pissed. The second month, I was, like, sad. The third month, I was like, Aaliyah, you cannot keep thinking and thinking and racking your brain of all the things that you could have done. Like, oh, like, was it this day whenever I did this? Was it that day whenever I did that? And I, by the time I had gotten to April, I was just like, we are going to start anew. And I know my friends, my friends were just like, Aaliyah, you are the baddest bitch walking and you need to not, you need to, to not concern yourself with her. 
because she is not thinking about you. She is not concerned. And if she was, she wasn't making it noticeable. So that's how you know it wasn't worth your time in the first place. And so it it took about four months for me to get over that extreme heartbreak. And I think because of the way that it left off, that those four months, I will probably hold that with me forever whenever if I ever go through another heartbreak I feel like I will be able to take those four months and maybe turn it into two weeks yeah because I know how to course correct within myself so I don't get to those really really low points where I'm just like you should have done this or on November 10th 2019 you shouldn't have done this at formal or you shouldn't have done this the day before Christmas or you shouldn't have done this on her birthday you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I will I will probably never have those moments again because what's in the past is in the past and you cannot fix it. You can only Do correct what is going to happen in the future and base your just have better make better choices. Um, and ask for better as well. Yeah, and just may, have better responses for things sometimes. Um take time to think, take time to reflect. Because that does a lot more than you think it does in the long run. Never diminish yourself to a point where you are willing to grovel for somebody who does not want to be with you. Yeah. Like, that is the bottom line. And I think it's very, very easy to slip into that. And in Mm -hmm. the great words of Miley Cyrus. That's the easiest thing to do. Oh, Oh, not Miley. Miley Cyrus said this in an interview. Literally, (laughs) like... Because, listen, I am in a very happy, almost three-year relationship, but I am a very reflective person. I'm a very, like, I like to understand what's going on and what, you know, that's, like, who I am. So when she said this, it really was, like, impactful for me. And she said, after a breakup, go through and make a pros list and a cons list and rank all the pros 1 to 10, rank all the cons 1 to 10, pros being what they added to your life, cons being what they took from your life. Not necessarily in, like, the super negative way, but, On hey, scale like, one to ten. you could say, like, I had to check in with somebody whenever I went out. You know, that could be something that you rank from one to ten. Um, and then total them up, and your cons might not outweigh your pros, but at least you can look at a number and be like, holy shit, like, I'm, a third of what I thought was amazing was not, or whatever it might be. Or you look at this number, and you're like, damn, like, that was a good-ass relationship, and you can look for somebody with similar traits the next time. You know, I with think... With not so many cons. Yeah, or or if they didn't have that many cons and they just didn't want to be with you anymore, that fucking stings. But hey, like you know what you like. You still have lessons. You take yeah. lessons away. You from know what you're looking every for. Every relationship, yeah. Each Knowing relationship what you're looking for is huge. Each relationship, and I think each like milestone in your life prepares you for the person that you are meant to have in your life. Yeah. Another tip I have as well, and I think I did this in both of my long term relationships, and it really really helped me. Um, when it comes to this closure thing, cause I'm someone very much that, that likes to, you know, feel my feelings and understand. I think more, it's not even as much feel. I think I like to understand and I like to feel clean and I like to feel like I don't have buildup. I think that's kind of always how I've been. And so what I've done in the past, um, is write letters. Um, I would write letters and however long it was is however fucking long it was. And just write. I would write out these letters and, and I would write everything I needed to say, like, Whatever was on my mind in that moment, I would write the letter. And then I'd give it a couple days. And if I wanted to add the letter, I could. If I wanted to take out a page and rewrite the page, whatever. Like, I would kind of, like, make sure that what was on those pages was what I meant. Mm -hmm. And everything that I wanted to say. And then I gave it to him. You don't have to do the giving it to him part. (laughs) But I would recommend the letter part. Whether yeah. or not you give it to them, that's get entirely it out. Especially up to if you, you don't but... have anyone to talk to, or if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to, write it down. It yeah. doesn't have to be journaling, and even if it's just complete like 
word vomit and a brain dump, get it out. But I do think it is important, like whether it's in a letter format or a journal format, um, you are writing it with the thought in your mind that that person will read it. Whether or not you yeah. end up giving it to them, write like they will read it. So mean what you say. So mean what you say the first time. And, and like this is not like a one and done thing. Don't I think censor it either. As, um, as time goes on, if, if you want to write another, like continue. Like making sure like if you have something you want to say to that person, get that shit out. It helps. Um, I enjoy giving them away because I think something about that for me, like I live my life pretty, pretty hard on my sleeve. Like I'm not really, um, I've never really been one to be like super ashamed about being vulnerable. And I think that's because of my lived experiences. Like Aaliyah was saying before, I think your lived experiences definitely dictate some of what, a lot of what you do and what you believe in. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've never really been afraid of being vulnerable. So I sent them, but you obviously, you know, don't have to, if you're not comfortable, and um, at least I, it was for me, I think it was about knowing that it was out of my hands. You know, I said what I needed to say. And because neither of my breakups ended on bad terms, I wanted them to know what I had to say. Mm-hmm. Um, because you spend a long time with those people. I spent a year with both. So I wanted to kind of like give them back something of mine. And then sometimes that can also, whether they like would like to admit it or not, sometimes potentially reading that letter could be like a, oh shit, like, what I did was kind of fucked up or, oh, I didn't realize that I did that or, oh, I didn't realize that was how you felt. And reconnection does not have to come from that letter. I hope it doesn't. Um, Be cautious if that is the case, though. Don't yeah. write the letter with the intention that you're going to get a text. I've, right. I've done that, like, subconsciously. doesn't mean I regret sending them. Right. But definitely you have that subconscious, like, right. what of if. Course. Um, but don't buy into that. Like, if you right. end up rekindling, you need to give it some time. Yeah, don't be like, send the letter and then two days later be like... Mm. I love you. Right. <laughs> I think it depends, facts. again, on the nature of the breakup. I yeah. think there are some times where you can just rectify and course correct, like you were saying, and, and keep going together. I think more of what we're kind of talking about in this breakup guide is, like, when it is a definitive breakup. Like, yeah, and it's, both there's parties no know, chances of this being right, a thing again. Right. Like, not, like, one of those things where, like, you know that it is able to be, like, corrected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think only you know. But what I will say is, like, I think a good rule of thumb is, like, is it something that can be fixed? with both people working on it and is it worth it or is it something that can never be fixed because those two people are inherently different and don't and do both people want it i think that's (laughs) massive as well and i think sometimes we kind of like whoop over the head because we're so worried about what we're feeling we're like but they don't want to be with me right and why would you want to be with someone that doesn't doesn't want to be with with you like like that's a dub but like i mean we've all been there like really like why (laughs) why would you be friends with someone that doesn't want to be friends with you like Okay, I think we might need a part two because we are running at 55 minutes. Yeah, part two for sure. Part two next week. We'll put up more polls to see what you guys want us to Well, breakups are a big fucking deal, man. Yeah, they are. And I hope that you guys enjoyed this. Um, I think we're obviously very passionate because we don't want to see you guys hurt. And, you know, you learn some shit when you go through it. Mm -hmm. As I'm sure all of you have. And you look back and you're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) You know, like I could have done things different or I should have loved myself better in those moments um so yeah we'll come back next week with a part two yeah (laughs) but yeah we love you guys so much and we hope you enjoyed this uh what what do we call it unlicensed declassified breakup survival guide yeah if you don't know the reference yeah you should and maybe next I think part two next week we can kind of like since we've done like a lot of like the intensive breakup work next week, we can come back and talk about moving on post breakup and we oh, can yeah. talk about how to get back out there, you know, and when, when that should be, how that should be all those things. Cause I have some thoughts about that as well. So yeah. Yeah. Well, we thank you guys for hanging out with us and I hope we, you leave not feeling sad, but you feel empowered. 
um, because ultimately, like, especially if you're going through some shit right now, yeah, or your friend is, or yeah, yeah, call your friend, play this for your friend, tell your friend to listen to this, or maybe just send them a part of it that spoke to you, that Mm -hmm. reminded you of them, and maybe that might be what they need. Give them a call, let them know you love them, let them know you're there for them because this shit does suck. Um, There are some real studies showing how hard brain scans show heartbreak like yeah. that shit is is nuts like really so give yourself some credit if you're going through it or have gone through it like it's hard it's yeah. not it's not easy nothing in life is easy um so yeah oh, it's unscripted it's unapologetic it's unlicensed, unlicensed podcast. podcast bye